What's up, everybody? It's your man, Pastor Daryl. Join with my big homie, Mr. Next Level Living, Jeremy Anderson. And listen, yo, yo. I want to welcome you back to I've Got Evidence Season 2, baby. Trust me, we got a lot to talk about, a lot of content, and I want you to do me a favor. Turn the volume all the way up, because it's time to experience great. Jeremy Anderson, what it do, family? Yo, what's up, family? How you feeling, man? It's yeah, been a minute. It's been, been a little hot. We went on a little vacation. Went on a little you vacation. We had to tend to the family, tend to some business and some other things. But guess what? We back. Yes, sir. And better than ever. Better than ever. There was a show back yeah. in the 70s. What was it? Welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> Sing the <man>. song, boy. <laughs> Glad to be back in here, man. What's been going on in yes, your world, sir. man? Take a couple seconds, man. man. People in. What you been up to? Man, just moved across town. So uh, God bless us with a new spot, man. We got more space uh, for my daughter to run around the play. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my wife don't have to share office no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got a little space we can entertain. We we enjoy the, the nice, you know what I'm saying, city part of Dunwoody. You know what I'm saying? But now we said, okay, let's go ahead and get some, some real space so we can, you know what I'm saying, stretch our legs out a little bit. So, yeah, we just moved here, got settled. Uh, been a lot of traveling. Um, just grinding, man. Just taking it as it comes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I totally understand yeah, that, bro. man. That's... You know, you know, people talk about a man cave all the time, but I, I believe ladies need to have their little spot too. You know what I mean? A oh, lady layer. Definitely. You know? <laughs> yeah, I like that. The ladies layer. <laughs> ladies layer, for real. They can go over sure. curl up with a good book, do whatever they want to do, you know? Yeah, man. Same with me, yep. man. Just been grinding. I ain't, I ain't have a privilege of moving into a 10,000-square-foot uh, uh, palatial estate like you got. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, man, just been grinding school, school and more school, man. Y'all pray for me. This is my last year. I'm hoping that I get to walk across that stage May of 2018. That's my prayer. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be December that I was finishing and I would just have to wait till to March. But you know, my school, they, they they doing some special things. And, um, you know, we just going to we ride this thing <laughs> out. <laughs> so uh, as long as I walk across that stage, uh, Mother's Day weekend 2018, it's going to be all worth it, man. And then I promise yeah. you what y'all see from me after that. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be good. It's gonna be good. But right now, let me just embrace this process. So, yeah, man, just been focusing on family, focusing on school, um, focusing on some business moves and whatnot. I, I'm, I'm at uh, Spelman College in Atlanta, and uh, yeah, man, yeah, God is good. God is good. No is doubt. Good. Hey, man. No hey, doubt. Check it out. We got a lot to talk about in this podcast. It's so much, oh, my man. Goodness. And, and you oh, know, our time goodness. is limited today, but we back and and we got to give the people. Uh, something some hope some good news man we we got stuff jumping off from Kyrie <clears throat> wanting to leave Cleveland leave you know what I'm saying let's talk let's Cavaliers. let's start let's just let's just start right there you want to start quick. on that one okay okay, okay. let before we get to the heavy stuff gotcha gotcha so what's up with your man like for real you've been to three straight NBA finals you won one of them you with arguably the best player in the world, if not one of the top two players in the world. And now all of a sudden you like, you know what? I know I just don't do that. NBA finals. He, he, he's the I, number one. He's Come number, on. Don't do that. K, number, KD number two. 
Okay. But LeBron okay. definitely number one. Okay. See, so that's the seat. I believe that too. <laughs> that's but a, I don't know okay, what everybody okay. else thinks. So, you know, I was no trying doubt. to. No doubt. So I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you got Kyrie who gets virtually any shot he wants. Like LeBron defers to my man. <laughs> which is another that's probably a whole nother podcast how you gonna be the best but you mm -hmm. defer but it's all good you're making your team better you know what i'm saying <laughs> and uh, yeah man Kyrie just wants to bounce man what's your thoughts i think um i think i think i have i for one i think it is how do i say it interesting um i won't say unfortunate because a he a grown man he can do whatever he want to do. No doubt. I think it's his responsibility to put himself and his family in the best position possible. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, it's with LeBron. I mean, unless you're trying to do the bandwagon like KD and go to Golden State or Houston or something like that. Right. Um, but he's but his thing is like, yo, it's my time to shine. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, bro, you've been shining. You, you shine. Like, I don't, maybe he thinking I don't want to go down as a Pippin. I don't know. Maybe he's thinking, like, I want to be that dude. But before LeBron came, y'all had a, a 300 record. Like, after he came, y'all had an 800 record. Like, bro, you wasn't winning when LeBron did not come. Mm -hmm. When he came, you started winning. You went to three finals back-to-back, -back, and now you're a world champion. Mm -hmm. But that's with him. So if you're not willing to be his Robin, I ain't mad at you for wanting to be Batman, but, but if Batman don't get a cape, don't be mad. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. And, and I feel maybe he feel like he not, I guess him and LeBron are not as close as everybody. But LeBron always singing his praises. Mm -hmm. He always singing his praises. And he deferring. He giving my man that time to shine. Yep. But he want to be that guy. So let's see if he got it. Let's see if he got it. I feel the same Let's way. Let's see if he got it. I, I don't want to belabor that point because I feel the exact same way. You've been shining. Yeah. You, you, like, for real, your shooting percentage is was more than LeBron's, I think, in the finals. I'm not some big sports buff or whatever, but I do know you shot the ball more than my man did. <laughs> and, right. like, for real, like, you – matter of fact, you were the main reason or, or at least a key reason why y'all even won that championship in the first place. So where he where, right. where Kyrie stepped right. up and hit that big three, man. So I don't know, bro. I think you know, there's more to the story. I think that that what happens in the locker room obviously doesn't and shouldn't come out in front of everybody else. But you know, there's obviously a reason for it. And whatever he does, I wish him well. But mm -hmm. I, if it were me, I would contend for another ring in Cleveland this year to go to four straight finals back to back to yeah. back to back. Like yeah, yeah for man, sure, I, 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 for yeah. sure. I would just sure. add a couple more pieces to that puzzle, man, and and see if we can knock down Golden State next year. But yep. what do I know? I'm not a, 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 a NBA player, you know. <laughs> I'm an armchair quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, I I agree. I agree with you, and um, I think he's a I think he's a great dude. I also think though, I'm gonna be honest. I do also think that his father's been in his ear, yeah. and a lot of his homeboys are in his ear, yeah, and they saying, man, it should be you on this billboard. Man, it should be you. You should be getting more endorsements. Right. And so I think that he might feel like he's in LeBron's shadow. But if he was smart, he would know. Like, he like six years under LeBron. He got to know LeBron got two, three more years. Yep. Kyrie, not really in his prime yet, bro. Kyrie's like I think 24, this 25 years old. Oh, LeBron bro. is 32. You feel me? So when LeBron leaves, yeah. man, when he leaves, you can be that. But he wanted now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead then, young prodigal son. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that'll <a> <laughs> That's good. <laughs>
Hey, Come but I think that's a problem in a lot of our relationships too, man. A lot of relationships mm. are crumbling right now because you know somebody wants to take the that lead role, whether it be husband or wife, man or woman. You feel mm -hmm. me? And and mm -hmm. too many marriages and re good relationships are crumbling because somebody don't isn't willing to submit. And I'm not saying it should be Kyrie submitting or LeBron submitting, whatever. I think there has to be both, especially in that relationship environment. You know, because I hear a lot of men talking about to their women, you better submit, you better bow down. But at the same time, the, the brother is forgetting that he too has to submit himself to God. You know what I mean? Right. Let's, let's let's touch on right. that for about 30 seconds, man, if, if we can talk about, because clearly there's trouble in paradise in, in Cleveland, but I see a lot of our relationships, they got trouble in paradise too. And it could be because one person's goals and dreams and ideas are just different. You know what I mean? And and that yeah. causes, uh, I don't know if it's a lack of communication mm. or it causes animosity, whatever it is. And here it is, yeah. the relationship breaks up. So, so you, you said the key, you, you said the key, you said that people's, when you're dealing with a team, their goals might not be the same. Mm. That's a problem. Yeah. Like if you in a marriage and y'all not, y'all don't have the same goals. That's a problem. So yeah. like me and my wife, we'll be meeting in a few days to just talk about financing and make sure we on the same page as for our future. Why? Because we on the same team. It's not what she want to do and what I want to do. It's like, yo, like, okay, you've got your individual thing. I got my individual thing, but we're removing as a family. And so the same way you see what Kyrie and LeBron and the Cavaliers organization got going on, they now on the same page. They're not working as a team. LeBron, like, bro, what did he got to do? My man was like, I'll take less money. Come on, D. How mm -hmm. you going to tell a team I will take millions less yeah. so that we can keep our team together? Right. But now Kyrie on some, I want to shine. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, you can, like KD did it. KD said, yo, I'll take a lot less right. because I want to keep this team together. That's when you got a healthy team. So when you look at marriages or you look at business or whatever when you have a team it's important that y'all are in one accord or or else it's not going to work so yeah. yes a lot of businesses fail because the vp the ceo and the production manager are not on the same page a lot of marriages fail because the couple's not on the same page watch this a lot of churches fail yeah because the pastor and the elders and the board are not on the same page a lot of school districts suffer because the superintendent has a certain vision and then the principals has an agenda, but then you got the teachers and they are not on the same page. Yep. So I think it's important so that you don't have trouble in paradise, that we're all on the same page working as a team to accomplish one specific goal. Yep. Teamwork definitely makes a dream work, man. Yes, sir. Uh, let's shift a little bit, man, because we like like we told our users, we got a lot of uh, not our users, our listeners. I'm sorry. I'm at work. Mm -hmm. I'm trying mm -hmm. to multitask. <laughs> you know, here, here's the deal. Not only do you have Trevor in Paradise and Cleveland with Kyrie wanting or demanding, for that matter, a trade, bro, what is going on in the White House? Okay, so a little bit of backstory. You know, here it is. We had these racist, not neo-Nazi, whatever individuals who just you know went into Charlottesville, Virginia, I believe it is, and just <laughs> they like literally had a Klan rally, bro. Literally yeah, had a Klan bro. rally. Wow. Uh, and then when the president Jeez. was asked to, you know, share his thoughts and opinions on it, my man, like, could not condemn racism. It's just crazy that if there's trouble in paradise, there's definitely trouble going on in the White House. What's your thoughts on that, man? Um, I think that it's, you know, years ago when the Klan marched, they marched at night primarily. But whenever they came out, they had the hoods. Mm -hmm. to see that the KKK, the alt-right, you know what I'm saying, these white nationalists, to see that they will march 
during the daytime. Broad I'm daylight. thinking of all the footage, all the pictures, all the videos, and they exposed, and now they're going back to work on Monday, Daryl. Right. And they bosses, and they, they co-workers looking at them like, oh, so that's how you really feel. Mm-hmm. I think it's sick, and that's unfortunate. And I'm going to call a spade a spade, bro. Our president has fostered and has allowed for that type of hatred to come forward. 100%. And so it's a, it's unfortunate. Um, the fact that he, it took him two days to call it out. He tried to say, well, I wanted to make sure I got my facts right wrong. You're not you want trying to get your facts right when it came to Barack or when it came um, to Russia or when it came to a lot of these other things. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you you, you would instantly go on Twitter and you're constantly like weekly, bro. I saw a report the other day. Weekly, he's putting out false information. So I think it's just one of those things where he doesn't want to disturb that base. And that base put him in office. You know what I'm saying? With David Duke and the people who run these hateful organizations say, yo, we want Trump's agenda to come through. People say, well, he can't decide or choose who supports him or not. Yeah, but you speak in their language. You know what I'm saying? Like he making Bush look like he was the man. For real, bro. And so it's unfortunate. And then when you see the way, you know, he's been operating and the way that he said, hey, it's wrong on both parts. No, it's not equal. Those people were out there protesting against the white supremacists, against, you know, saying the white nationalists, against the KKK. They, he said both sides had clubs, both sides were violent. So, nah, bro, you had a group of people that was like, yo, we are going to protest against hate. Exactly. That's why you saw gays and lesbians and, and, and heterosexuals. Yep. And you saw black people, white people, Hispanic people. You saw Christians. You saw Jews, Muslims, peep America at its best, showed up to combat the hate. Right. And so he tried to make it seem like it was hate on both sides. I'm like, nah, bro. You know, it wasn't hate on both sides. It was hate on one side, and it was the best of our country saying, we're not going to sit idly and let you march. We're going to let you know that the hate that you're pushing, we're against it. And it's unfortunate Mm. that your president wasn't able to see and acknowledge that. Yeah. I mean, just as a sidebar, though, my president is still Barack Obama. So... um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've no actually voted for Obama. I, I ain't vote for this, mm-hmm. this, this guy up in this, whoever this man is. Um, yeah, no, nah, seriously, what's funny is he ran a campaign that says Make America Great Again. And what's ironic yeah, about right, this right, is right, right. you had Muslims, like you just said, Muslims, gays, lesbians, uh, transgender. Everybody came together and said, we are going to combat this hate. That was the good side of America, bro. You had whites, you had blacks, you had everybody coming together. And here it is. Trump is saying, nope, y'all were wrong, too. Y'all came to attack them and y'all didn't have a permit. And like, what are you saying, dude? Like, are you serious? So, yeah, I I just think, man, the other side of the story is, unfortunately, yes, racism exists. Racism exists. But I don't think anything is going to be done with it, man. Nothing will be done with racism. And here's what I think, too, though. Mm -hmm. Because nothing will be done with it and it won't ever be eradicated, that just means we have to look out for our brothers and sisters even more. And what I mean by that is those same good people that that stood up to protest against the hate, uh, we need to see more of that. We need to see more coming together to uh, sort of offset the evil, right? If If we see all of the evil, what can combat it? Good. And, and I just I challenge every black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Muslim, Buddhist, 
whatever your you know denominational affiliation, whatever your religious affiliation, whatever your color, whatever your creed, nationality, ethnicity, whatever, whoever you are, if you have red blood in your veins and you know yeah, what's happening is wrong, stand up for it. Uh, especially, and I'm going to challenge now all of my Caucasian listeners, I'm going to challenge you all. If you know what's happening uh, with this alt-right group and, and you know it's hate, you know our president is helping to spew this hate, you have just as much responsibility as anyone else to speak out against it. Because being silent about it, I think, is doing mm -hmm. uh, harm. Just, I mean, this may sound crazy, but it is what it is. Facts are still facts. Because you are white, you should speak up even more. Because black people have been speaking about injustice for years. We had a whole civil right. rights movement right. that's written in history books all right. over. But that's where people get upset about this white privilege where whites won't speak up against other whites who are being racist and who are being evil. So I challenge everybody to stand together, but I do put a lot of onus on my other Caucasian brothers and sisters. Stand up for what's right as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and. You know, here it is going back to the sports analogy where you have you know, people sitting for the national anthem. Colin Kaepernick still hadn't gotten the job yet, but this is the very reason why he was kneeling for the national anthem for, for these reasons right here. And, oh, and you, have, sure. you have individuals in the NFL now as we go into the preseason that are saying, well, I don't want to stand for what's right because I got a family to feed and, and I'm afraid I might lose mm. my check. That's a problem. What, you know, where we have pe I get the fact that you have a family to feed and, and that gets dicey. Mm -hmm. But I just challenge you, man, if you see wrong, speak against wrong, period. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, mm -hmm. don't just speak against wrong. Act against that wrong. Do something tangible uh, to to try and remedy the situation by being a mentor to some kids in your community, by, you know, joining hands with another organization who's out in the community doing good. Just do your part, man. And I believe while we won't ever be able to do away with racism, the good can definitely uh, be spoken more of than the bad. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said, man. And I think when you look closely and you look at the civil rights movement back in the day, when Dr. King went with March the second time after all the bloodshed, bro, he, it wasn't just black folk. Mm -hmm. It was rabbis. It was Jewish priests. And they was locked you know arms it was too. Catholic they was come on. Yep. Come on, bro. It was white men, white women. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a lot of different people that were saying, yo, we all live in this country and we're not going to stand for this for this evil hatred and i think that's what it's gonna i think that's what it's gonna take so i i can't wait to see more and more um uh pastors and and religious leaders and leaders period leaders like period, i was impressed yeah. to see how the ceo of merck and the ceo of under armor and the ceo of what was it intel or ibm mm -hmm. to see how they left the president the president's council even though he only attacked um the black CEO, he didn't attack the other ones, but I just I thought that was refreshing to see them say, "Hey, we, we can do better." Right. And so it's it's going to be interesting to see what the Republican Party does, or if they're going to just brush this under the rug, how they did the Access Hollywood video. So it's unfortunate, but this is what I tell people: D, it's not going to get better. Right. Bro, the Bible makes it clear. The, yeah. the word says that the hearts of man is going to wax cold, exactly. and it's happening now. Yep. And so since it's not going to get better, we as a people must get better. Mm -hmm. We got to push more love. We got to reach more people. You know what I'm saying? We got to spread more love. We got to be more positive, more optimistic. We got to stand up for those who are oppressed and uh, and await the second coming of God, bro. Yep. But it's not going to get, like the world is not going to get better, but we can help change people. We can help you know what I'm saying? People, so I'm not going to, so if I do work in, this, in Detroit, I'm not going to change all of Detroit, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? But I can change some communities. I can change some schools. Maybe by my work, maybe 15 kids graduate that probably wouldn't graduate. Maybe 36 young girls don't end up getting pregnant. You know what I'm saying? At the age of 16, you feel me? Like we're not gonna change the whole world, but we can change somebody's world. And no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Let's change somebody's world. And to that end, man, let's let's shift a little bit. You know, we talk about these young men and these young women. We got about, you know, five minutes left, five, six minutes left. This is the back to school season, Jay. And this is a, you know, time of year where I know you are passionate about it. I'm passionate about it. And what's funny is, just just as an aside, I didn't really think I would be so passionate about back to school, man. But we got a lot of kids going back to school. My son, <laughs> kindergarten, you know, when I started my journey in 2014, finally going back to school to finish my degree as an older student. Some of the freshmen, I guess, saw some wisdom. I, I don't know if it was the age, the gray hair and the beard. I don't know. <laughs> but, it was definitely yeah, the gray hair and the beard. Def- yeah, yeah, it was, it was the gray hair. <laughs> I think I need some uh, some dye or something. Some, some. You good? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. I, I can't do that. I'm not gonna sell out. <laughs> if it's gray, it's gray. <laughs> but I yeah, man, it. some of the freshmen will talk to me back in 2014, and even up to now, man, uh, with the work that I do at Spelman College here in Atlanta, and you know, freshmen come and ask me for certain advice and whatnot, and I was never the type to say, "Ooh, I want to teach." You know, I I just didn't like school like that. But you know, as I'm getting older, I'm seeing that these younger uh, the younger generation coming up behind us, they need mentors and leaders like never before. Uh, because mm-hmm. here it is, we have a, a, a generation that is spewing all this hate with the alt-right and, and this, that, and the other. What type of world are we leaving to the next generation? You know, what, what type of world will they, will they inherit? So I believe now is the time that they need mentors, they need guys, they need tutors, they need people to show them the way uh, so that when uh, they are decision makers, uh, they end up making the right decisions. What advice could we give to new and returning students uh, from all grade levels, man, uh, to just go out there and be great and, like you said, make better people? You know, I, w- I would tell them to be the change they want to see. You know, I come across a lot of high school students. Yeah, they like, yo, I want to, yo, I don't know what I want to do in the future. I don't know about this. What what, what are you saying? I'm like, yo, you 17. Like, so before you try to figure out, you know what I'm saying, what you want to do when you're 25 or you're 30, you're 35, 40. Like, I'm like, yo, right now, just practice being the best you you can be. Right. So, like, when you get home from school, do your homework. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you ask school and you see somebody getting picked on being bullied, speak up for them. When you're in the lunchroom and everybody, all the cool kids over here, but somebody who they think is lame or corny is over here, like, yo, go sit with them. You know what I'm saying? After you get done eating, wash the dishes and take out the trash without your parents have to ask you. I'm telling them, like, yo, be the best version of you you can be. So that's what I would tell students today that's going back to school and they're looking at the climate of the world. The world crazy. But are you going to be crazy or are you going to be as phenomenal because you was called to be phenomenal? God designed you and made you to be phenomenal. So I will tell them to work on them to be the absolute best version that they can be. You know what I'm saying? And make schooling their priority. Yeah. Don't get so caught up into all the other stuff. Like stay focused on school while you're there. You know what I'm saying? Because if you work now, you can play later. And a lot of people are playing now and they're going to end up working real hard later on in the future. Yeah. So I'm trying to grind now, D. You know what I'm saying? So me and my girls, my family could look up 10 years from now and we on some almost like some retirement stuff. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Another yeah, level. I, I think I would um, 
because I have a, a kindergartner, I, I would talk to the elementary kids. You know, if those of you who have small kids, you know, let them listen to this podcast, at least this portion of it anyway. You know, what I tell my son is I read to him every single night and I tell him, listen, I want you to be the best reader in your class. And the way that's going to happen mm-hmm. is if I develop that in him. So I'm always asking him, I know school just started, but did you do anything? Did you color? Did you did you read? Did you do any math? What did you do? You know, parents, take an active role in your kids. And kids, take an active role in your own education. I know it's tough to tell a five, six, seven, eight-year-old elementary school student, you know, to take an active role in their own learning. Uh, but I would still you know give you that same advice i tell my son every single day read this book i have him reading his bible instead of me reading it to him every night while i'll read him maybe one page i'll make him read the next page and we end up reading it together so whatever the niche is you know if you're good at reading read to your kids if you're good at math teach them from an early age if you know another language start speaking to your child in that language you know so my advice would be for them learn all you can now especially these young kids with my son he is a sponge he soaks up everything, Jeremy. Uh, and I'm sure mm. your little jewel is the same way, man. Mm-hmm. And now is the time that, you know, the, the the more positive information we can pour into them, the better it will be when they do get 12, 13, 14. You know, I believe the Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go uh, so that when they're older, they won't depart from it. So it starts now. So my advice to mm-hmm. you know, elementary school students is is learn everything you can now. Be inquisitive. Ask questions. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. My little son, he would ask me something. I'd be like, dude, can you leave me alone? You asking too many questions, bro. Right. But and, and watch this. Let me just ask something. Mm-hmm. To the parents, to the parents too, you know, let your kids know that's okay. That's okay. Just in case exactly. it's, just in case it's, because, you know, it might not be elementary kids listening. But if the parents are listening, right. like, yo, let your kids know it's okay to ask questions. Yep. Like I, I want. Sometimes I find myself be like, "Jew, stop asking me so many questions." And God be like, "What?" I'm like, "Ooh, my bad." Exactly. She trying. She want to learn. Same here. And the world gonna teach her, or I can teach her. Exactly. And so, so yeah, no, that's rich. And here's some vegetarian cussing. I'll be John Brown if I let the world teach my my son. <laughs> it, it ain't happening. <laughs> Not John Brown. For real. Not and, John Brown. Yeah, man. <laughs> And because of the work that I do at certain HBCUs uh, in the Southeast region, man, uh, I would challenge my, my, you know, college freshmen coming in. When you're choosing a major, I never forget as we wrap this thing up, man. Uh, I'll never forget uh, when I was at Oakwood, a, a freshman came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, Pastor D, uh, I'm currently in biology, biomed, or something like that." He said, and he's like, "Look, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a doctor. I don't even like blood like that, bro." <laughs> I was like, "Well, mm. why, why are you here? Like, look, my parents are paying for the tuition, and they told me this was my program." I mm. said, well, "What do you want to do?" He was like, "I want to be a pilot." I was like, "Look, here's what you do. I need for you to finish this semester strong. Like, finish it." super strong smash it get the best grades you can but then over the summer when you go back home have a legit conversation with your mom and dad and say look i appreciate everything you're doing for me but this path that you have chosen for me isn't the path that i believe god has chosen for me i want to be a pilot and i want to you know pursue that path and have that conversation with your parents my man came back after the summer he was like look my parents were pissed but at the same time they respected me for coming to talk to him and guess what my man changed his major i forget what he changed it to but I believe he's pursuing that path. I don't know if he's doing the military route or something to that effect, but I would tell all of my, my college freshmen, well, I don't care where you are in your college career, your new or returning student, 
think about what you want to do from now and pursue that now. That's not to say it won't change down the road, but don't waste your money, your parents' money, and your time. Time is something that you mm-hmm. cannot get back. If you want mm-hmm. to be a doctor, lawyer, pilot, whatever professional you want to be, pursue that thing wholeheartedly while that's on your heart to do. Right. Don't just play with it and say, I don't know what I want to do yet. So I'm just going to go and just, you know, slouch my way through. Don't do it like that. I promise you, you cannot get this time back. You'll end up like me. Here it is. You mid thirties wishing you had a did your degree when you was 18, 19. Right. So I just challenge you to uh, think about what you want to do, pursue it wholeheartedly and be the best version of you, as Jeremy said, that you can be. All right. And then also, here's the deal. Uh, Last thing. Find a strong balance between uh, partying and your schoolwork, right? We're not going to sit up here and say be a prude and don't go out and have fun or whatever, but make sure there's a good balance, all right? We're not sitting up here, go out and tear the club up either. That is not what we're saying. If you can just find a good balance between, like, your schoolwork and your social life, I believe, man, you'll, you'll be ahead of the game, man. So we can go a lot more into this, man, but I promise you we love you guys. We want the best for all students. We're praying over you. We're praying for your teachers. We're praying that you soak up all the information and that, that, that literally the rest of your days are the best of your days because we know you've been called to something greater. Jeremy says it all the time. If you want to experience next-level living, come on, embrace the level you're at now. The next level will might be a little bit challenging, a little bit more challenging, but it will be more rewarding as well. Oh, man so jeremy you got anything you want to close oh, the people out sure. with, man? yeah man look I, I just want y'all to know especially to the students that's going back in school you know you determine where you're going to go in life yep. your mom don't your dad don't you know what i'm saying like i know millionaires whose kids are strung out on crack yeah, or hair on sure. and i and i know folks whose mom and daddy was prostitutes and in prison and now they buy million dollar homes and live a successful life. No doubt. So I would just tell my students, regardless of what your home life is like, because some kids go to school and they also spoil your breast stuff because their parents are, are, are blessed and they mm. privileged. And I'm mm. like, you playing. Yeah. Then I have some kids go to school with their head down because they didn't get a fully nourished meal the night before. I'm like, look, you grind now, you handle your business now and what you want in the future going to come. So I, to every student, whether you in middle school, high school, whether you're in college, you know what I'm saying, whether you're in your 30s, 40s, you're going back to school, you determine where your future is going to be. You determine how successful you're going to be. You determine what type of life you want to live. So before you play the Xbox, before you play the PlayStation, before you smoke that blunt, before you do whatever you want to do, you ask yourself, is this moving me mm. into the future that God has for me? And if it's not, you do what you need to do so you can get what you want to get. That's right, baby. You heard it here first. I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. Come on, man. Always remember, you've been called to something greater. Jeremy and I are living proof of that. If we can be great, certainly you can be great. All all it takes, man, (laughs) is a little bit of hard work, a little bit of dedication, but most of all, the favor of God. And I promise you, you can go anywhere, man. Until next time, do me a favor, y'all. Go and be great. Peace. Peace.